Splash 322 for throwing fire. We're keeping it there's no doubt that the game has changed and we are changing with it welcome to season two because in this season it is all about how we become and stay operational how we're ready for every moment of our life on and off the job i'm your host jeff fanman Thanks for joining me, and let's get down to it. This podcast is brought to you as a part of the Operational Mindset Foundation. Our mission is to mentally, physically, and emotionally prepare you for the challenges you're going to face on and off the job. It's funded through donations, sponsorships, and our work with departments across the U.S. Get involved with us by visiting opmindset.org. That's opmindset.org. There you can find out how to bring a new level of training to your department and how to help us expand the conversation. Now, let's fire up today's episode. All right, welcome to Thursday's episode. This is Jeff Bandman. And listen, if you didn't catch Tuesday's episode with Phil McKernan, just stop and go back and listen because that's really the setup for today's show. And, you know, on Tuesday, Phil and I got into some pretty deep conversations around emotional stability, identity, crisis, the things that come up for us, the things that hit us, the things that impact us at all levels. And, you know, when I charted out the six operational pillars, right, the core six things that we need to be focused on, we need to pay attention to, and we need to be kind of every day working on and paying and and working through a variety of uh, aspects of them, you know, pillar number three was emotional stability, you know, and, and what does that really mean? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit from time to time and, you know, in the definitions of the pillars that you can pick up at mindsetradio.com, look back to uh, season two, episode one, lesson one uh, being operational. But the way I looked at emotional stability as it relates to us You know, a lot of us think, well, when we start talking about emotions, it's, hey, give me a hug. Hey, how do I feel? You know, and we've been trained and developed over years to shove that stuff down, to not pay attention to our emotion, to be logical, to be very cognitively driven, to be very thoughtful in everything that we do. But the reality has been that science has proven time and time and time again, no matter what kind of logical order of thought we bring it's really founded in how stable we can be emotionally and how self-aware we are how much uh, self-regulation we can bring to the table and so when we define emotional stability it's really one first step is your willingness to to look and do the work that gets the shit out of the way you know we've all got it i mean there's I've yet to meet anybody that doesn't have some level of childhood trauma, uh, pre-seven trauma points. And most of us, you know, I kind of came to this realization that I probably stepped into my life and into the things that I did because it was easier to control the chaos outside than the chaos inside. And, you know, what I've learned over the years of doing the work of 
really looking at, you know, both the things that, that have laid an impact from my life, from the work, from childhood, from kind of all aspects. Uh, it's how much that plays out in in our decision making and our levels of awareness and our ability to connect. And so, you know, the first point is one, you got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to take a look and go, okay, what's there to uncover? And, you know, it's a scary venture because I will be straight with you. The more I have, the more work I've done, the more I feel like I've uncovered and I've hit points where it's like, you know, pardon the language, but fuck, do I really need to look more? Do I really need to know more? But at each turn, I have been more freed up in every aspect of my life, work, life, family, business, operations, etc. And so it's worth the work to do. So really, when, it, when we're talking about emotional stability, one is, are you willing to do the work? Are you listening to the podcast? But are you listening in an active way to where you're taking some measure of action at the end of each? Are you really devoting yourself to saying, okay, I want to be a better human or I want to be a better police officer. I want to be a better fireman. I want to be a better firefighter. I want to be a better service member. Uh, I want to be able to go out and do my job with absolute extreme prejudice without issue. And then I want to be able to come home and hang out with the people I love and care about and not have that kind of drawn for. So really when we talk about emotional stability, it is, it is a willingness fundamentally to look, to see what's there to admit we're struggling when we're struggling, to say we need help when we need help, uh, to reach out, to, to just say, hey, not everything is okay. Um, and then really the willingness to deal with things as they come up, right? Not shove it down, not linger, not wait, not push aside, not set it, not put a pin in it and set it for later. I mean, there's a time and a place for some of that, um, which we can talk about, but all in all, am I dealing with the things within the time frame that they're happening? And then, you know, it becomes a deep dive into kind of the core aspects of emotional intelligence. And next week I've got Benjamin Martin on, he's a captain in a major Metro, uh, fire department in the Virginia area, uh, who is really, unpacking emotional intelligence as it relates to leadership and especially in the fire service, but really applicable across the board because, you know, we're all driven by a certain personality type. We all have certain methods. Uh, and I think there's some important points that come out of that show. So I hope you stay and, and subscribe, download and listen to it. Uh, but really diving into that deeper understanding of how the system works. So, you know, when we talk about emotional stability, it's really system stability. It's really an internal kind of core primal capacity to manage, mitigate, deal with, and, and dump kind of the, the negative side or learn from it in a way that creates that heritage of experience so we can drive forward. Because at the end of the day, listen, we all stepped into these roles. We all serve, we all do these things. We all operate the way we operate because we actually, we get something when we're the ones that are bringing calm to a highly chaotic environment. And the more stable you are, the most, more emotionally stable you are, the more you can self-regulate, self-manage, see what's going on, get stuff out of your way. 
the more available, the more power you actually have in that chaotic environment. So I would challenge you when you look at things, if you're, if you struggle with the idea of emotional stability, if that's something that just kind of you listen to and you're like, all right, you know, what more bullshit do I have to do? No, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want you to, I want you to kind of take a step back from that and look at it in an operational context that says, if I told you the more work you do and the more aware you are to your emotional spectrum, your bandwidth, your zone of tolerance, the more work you do there, the more success you will have in the worst moments you'll encounter, the more calm you will bring to chaos, right? So the great you will, the more stable you are, the more chaos you can actually control. You can actually influence. You can actually, well, I don't like the word, use the word control, but the more calm you'll bring to the scenarios and the situations you find yourself in. And, you know, just as we talked about with mental acuity, right, with that cognitive capacity, the more stable you are, the, the easier it is to transition. And, you know, listen, today we could go from, you know, working fire, working fire, working fire, car accident, you know, injured kid, right? Or if you're a police officer, you could go literally from high-speed pursuit to rape victim and need to be kind and sensitive and, uh, you know, aware of what's actually happening for that person. And so all these aspects of really taking a look at and dealing with what's coming up for us really creates us as a better operator, a better firefighter, a better police officer, a better service member, uh, a better husband or wife, better father, mother. I mean, it really does. And, uh, you know, I hope that you listen in a way that, you know, I'm not talking out of my ass on this one, that I've done the work that I've put my ass on the line, uh, that the things have, have come up for me and, you know, I've tested it. I've really put it to the test to see, okay, does this really work? And, you know, now at 45, you know, I feel like the old guy going, God, I wish I had this years ago. I would have been much better off. Uh, but I didn't have all of it. And so that's why we're sharing this out today and, and want to, you know, I, my hope for you is that you can transition through the, your day. You can transition from your day uh, to home or to wherever with a level of emotional stability that enables you to process what happened, be okay, center yourself, right? And if you're not okay, find the source that can help kind of heal the trauma that's happened or look at what has happened. You know, we, we often really live in a world of judgment and then self-judgment. And, you know, we pick ourselves apart at a pretty stupid level. Uh, we second guess ourselves. We're always going back. Should I have done this? Should I have done that? What if I did this? What if I did that? We'd have had a different outcome. I mean, we can run that game like nobody's business. I believe we can run that game better than really anybody else in the world because we're masters at it because that's the culture of who we are as people, right? And uh, we want to be better. We want to do a better job. We want to uh, perform at a different level. And so we take a very hypercritical view of ourselves uh, in a lot of ways. And that's, you know, partly why we kind of talked on Tuesday about this whole hero thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not your fucking hero. 
because uh, I lay in bed at night you know, for years hoping your house would burn down, hoping you'd get in a car accident, hoping somebody would do something stupid in the world and you know, we get to go to war or go to combat or do something. I mean, that's, I don't, for me, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that qualifies in the realm of hero. And so, you know, there's that judgment when somebody says, thank you for your service. There's that hypercritical back of the brain piece. It's like, God, if you only really knew uh, what was going on inside, you wouldn't thank me. And uh, it's been an interesting discovery. I think we all face some of those challenges, some more than others. You know, I mean, this is a, I don't speak to this at a level that everyone is like this. I think there are a lot of, a lot of you out there that had upbringings and have a center of balance that, that, is, that has supported you at a deeper level than most. And then there's those of us that really, um, didn't get a lot of help, didn't get a lot of support, didn't have a lot of tools out of the gate and you know so we're kind of playing catch up so you know when we talk about this stuff i want you to understand i get the spectrum of this i don't think this is a one-size-fits-all deal um everybody's got a different past everybody's got their own their own stuff and so the fundamental process is to like i said look at where you are and where your gaps are i mean there are i think for years I would have said, no, I was good, you know, that I was better than most, that I was willing to look at things. Um, and I, you know, I'll say I probably was, I had, I've always had a very, um, uh, drive to see what's going on, to take a look at things. But then, you know, the unpacking, the uncovering over the years, doing the harder work, doing the deeper work has really unpacked. And I look back and I'm like, God, I was, a, <laughs> I was a total shit show at one point. Uh, for a long time. And, you know, I, I think the commitment is you don't have to be there. We don't have to be there. Like we can do a better job. We can have a better conversation. We can have a different conversation. And that's what the show's about. That's why we do what we do. Um, that's why we uh, attack these things. That's why I'm attacking these things. And so, you know, I think that the Tuesday's episode was really impactful uh, to me. And uh, hopefully, it resonated in some ways with you. I'd love to hear from you. If you shoot me an email or send me a note on Facebook or Instagram or something, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. But, uh, yeah, I, really when I look at this, there's a lot of people that talk a lot of shit out there around wellness and, you know, resiliency and all these buzzwords that have become the thing these days. All right, we're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Brute Force Training. When you're ready to be in the physical condition necessary to meet the rigors, demands, and expectations of your profession, then check out the team over at BruteForceTraining.com and pick up their gear. I promise you, it will put you in the condition you need to be in for this moment and the next. You can use the discount code OPMINDSET, that's OP Mindset, and the team will take a little bit off the top for you. Now, always remember, train accordingly. Now, let's get back to the show. And a lot of it is good, but also difficult to process, understand, because of the contextual points they're trying to make. You know, they don't resonate with us. I mean, I've sat in the Sykes course, you know, years before, years ago. I've, I've listened to others speak about this, but, you know, always in the back of my brain was, you know, you don't know. You don't really know. 
Uh, yeah, that's nice, but, or, yeah, I could see that. And, and maybe, you know, that's always been the persistent conversation in the back of the head. And so, you know, I, f- I have felt like there just needs to be uh, a new way to attack this. And, you know, that comes in conversation. Uh, that comes in the conversation you and I have each week and uh, others that we invite into the into the conversation. And so, you know, I think it's been great. I've gotten a lot of notes from you all. Uh, I got a note from, uh, if you're still listening, uh, from a guy outside uh, London or, you know, in the U.K., uh, who taped the six operational pillars to his investigation notebook, police officer over there. Um, and he actually requested we go a little deeper here into the emotional stability piece because uh, from his military service, that's what he, you know, has has struggled to really identify or understand or fully grasp. And I hope you don't mind me sharing this uh, if you're listening. But, you know, that to me, that shows we're doing something right, that we're on the the right path. I got a note from somebody else the other day that said, Hey, I listened to your stuff a while ago and you were the first guy. I felt like it wasn't full of shit. So, you know, I hope over time we're building a level of trust together, um, that really helps support you. Uh, and my goal at the end of the day is to keep you operational, is to keep you in the game in every way known to man, right? It's to really empower you to, uh, do great things, to be highly successful uh, at work and then be able to come home. And when I talk about coming home, you know, that is whatever your context is for that mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, whatever that is. And to have the full life, right? Not life in balance. Cause fucking none of us will ever have a balanced life. It's, it's bullshit. In my opinion, uh, we talk about it. It's cause I view it as a slang term, None of us will achieve balance because we're invested in what we do 24, seven, 365. And, you know, we don't want to traumatize anybody else around us. We want to be strong and stable for everybody. We want to create protection for everybody. And I think one of the things I learned, and I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not, but maybe I've learned since the conversation, you know, we have, we have been trained very well to create physical safety for those around us. You know, to be the ones to show up, to bring calm to chaos, to settle the environment, to solve the problem, to work the problem, to answer the call, whatever, whatever you want to term it. We're very good there where we have not been trained and developed, where we have not really created a, a depth of understanding and knowledge is how to create emotional safety for those around us, you know, and that goes to your partner that goes to your crew, uh, that goes to your squad, your team, your people around you. It's the willingness to say, okay, I'm stable. I've done the work. I continue to do the work because it's not a one time, you know, fix all kind of gig. And understanding that just the understanding of that, I can now begin to create the emotional safety that frees others up around me. Uh, cause that's, you know, we run up to that. We don't want to say, Hey, I was scared shitless on that call or, Hey, that really left an impact on me. Hey, you know, this call we ran around this kid, you know, just, I've got a kid at home, the same age, blah, blah, blah. You know, all those things live with us. I mean, that's real, that's real fucking life for us. And, uh, I can remember my captain growing up, you know, he ran uh, same age, uh, 
child, you know, with a SIDS call, uh, with a young infant that died in the crib. And, you know, that, that really, that left a, a long 20 year impact on him. And so, you know, that's the thing. It's like, who's creating safety for him to be like, Hey, <laughs> this was not okay. And this is fucked up. And I'm struggling to deal with this because I can't stop, you know, assimilating this call to my own life. And now I'm awake every night. I mean, I know when my girls were born, I, I would sneak in the room and like just sit next to the crib for hours, uh, freaked out that, uh, just hand on their chest. Are they breathing? Are they okay? You know, I would, uh, I, I would have almost, almost fear-based panic attacks when they get in the car and, you know, go off to do whatever. Cause it was like, all right, you know, are we safe? Are we capable? Are we these, all these things that, that do eat at us and impact us? We've got to be willing to speak them, say them out. Say, you know, this isn't all right, or I'm not dealing with this very well uh, and help and get some guidance on it. There's always somebody that can kind of help walk us through. I mean, you've got the answer inside. You can regulate it. You can, uh, but we just need help in that regulation a lot of times. And so, you know, this, this pillar, this pillar of emotional stability is about all of that. That's what I mean by the willingness to do the work, the willingness to have the conversation, the willingness to grab somebody and speak and be honest and, and really be honest about what's going on. You know, we are masters of pretending we're masters of it's okay. We're masters of, uh, it will be okay. And I think one of the interesting things that Morgan and I've talked about with little man now, uh, we don't, we don't tell him it's okay. We tell him he's safe. We tell him he's loved because at two, you know, year and a half to two, he may not be okay. He's experiencing something, you know, if he's crying, if he's upset, something's going on. There's something going on for him that he's not okay. Otherwise, he wouldn't be having that emotional reaction. Um, And we don't want to push that away. We don't want to push that aside. We don't want to falsify that for him in some way by saying it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know, pick him up, say, hey, bud, you know, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, I'm here. You're safe. You know, and it's that reminder. It's that anchoring for him that to be able to look around and biologically, because there's really not a, a narrative, there's not a cognitive process there yet, but biologically he can look around and anchor and go, okay, mom's here, dad's here. You know, let me do the self-check. Let me do the assessment. All right. Yeah, I am safe. I am safe and settle. And so... Um, you know, I think that, that those little things, those little nuances build over time. And then we get to this point where we have to be, we have to be more stable than everybody. We have to pretend that we're okay, uh, especially when we're not. And, you know, that's not an everyday thing. That's not like we walk around as these. And I think that's the perception I hate that gets created. And I hope you don't hear this from me. Uh, through this thing that this perception that we're all walking around fucked up, not okay. Uh, I don't think that's the case at all. I think, you know, 95% of us are pretty good, pretty stable. Um, could always do more, could always have a better opportunity, could always do more work. Uh, and then depending upon, you know, your time and service, your age, uh, a lot of that starts to play out. So that's why we have these conversations and that's why I created Uh, you know, emotional stability as a key pillar. It is a core key pillar. And if you're younger in your service, if you're, 
uh, one to five years or even one to 10 years, you know, the things you will see and learn and develop, my hope is you will have, if you're a listener and you take the programs or you do the different stuff, that you are able to process the things that will come and the challenges that will come in a new way. Uh, you know, the thing I was, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about the, the operation mindset course, and, uh, they were asking how it lands with people, you know, at different points in their career, you know, and I said, it's, it's been pretty interesting. I mean, I, I run a pretty tight stat on it, uh, in terms of acceptance, acceptance of the information application, those types of things. And I do a lot of follow-up with it over the years because I've been curious to understand how it sits uh, and, you know, does it, does it live for people? And I think the interesting thing is even those in the class that are naysayers, I mean, I think I'm at about a 80, 85% acceptance rate, which is, which has been pretty good uh, for what we talk about, but even that 10 to 15% or even that 20% in some classes, even then you got the naysayers, you know, the, uh, this is the way it is, or I'm good or whatever it is. It's, uh, it's always been interesting. They filter back. Uh, you can't unhear it. And once you hear it, your view, your perspective shifts and you begin to see everything through a new lens and things get heightened and almost to a person, you know, I would probably say trickle effect then, you know, five, five, maybe 10%, you know, just go on to do what they're going to do, which is totally fine. Uh, but a good chunk of them come back days, weeks, months, even a year, two years later, I've had, I've gotten notes back two years later uh, after somebody sat in my class and said, Hey, I thought you were full of shit at the time, but this is what's unfolded over the last year. And these are the things that I've done or seen or been involved in. And I want you to know that I was able to actually, I saw them differently than I would have. And so those are, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's magic in my book. Um, so I want you to look this week and into next week and take this time, especially this time around the holidays, especially there's a lot going on. Uh, we're in winter, uh, call volume tends to go up, you know, we got a lot of stuff happening. And so I would appreciate if you take the time here to begin to just open the idea of emotional stability for yourself, just view things in a different way and do a little bit deeper self-check. Hey, am I okay? Hey, do I need to call somebody? Do I need to talk to somebody? Or do I just need to breathe? Do I need like a break? Uh, do I need to take 10 minutes to myself somewhere? Uh, do I need to meditate? Uh, you know, we've brought in Elliot Rowe and the Prime Mind app as a great sponsor uh, to this program. Uh, I've done work with Elliot. He's been on the show. You can go back and look. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal human being and really magical at what he does. His Prime Mind app, I use it all the time. You know, he's got great little like five minute sessions on there, 10 minute sessions on there, get to sleep, performance, pre-workout stuff. It's a, it's, it's a, it's definitely, it's a high value point for me because I don't have a lot of time in my day, but I can take five minutes and I can recenter myself and uh, come out and be better than I was. And I think that's the point to all of this. This isn't like, you know, droves and droves and droves of stuff for most of us day in and day out that we have to do. If we nurture ourselves along the way, if we do a little self-care, if we take the five to 10 minutes over the course of our day, uh, and we actually give a shit about ourselves as much as we care about everyone else around us, we'll be much better off. So 
All right. So that's going to wrap up today's episode this Thursday. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper in the emotional stability point. Next week, we've got uh, Benjamin Martin uh, on the show on Tuesday. It's a new format. Tuesdays and Thursdays shows are going to roll out. I'm trying to find my groove here for what works. Um, And then on Thursdays, you know, either just be me with you or, you know, I'll be bringing in a variety of people. And always, you know, if you want to get on the show and have a conversation with me, uh, don't hesitate. Swing by MindsetRadio.com. Shoot me a note. uh, Say, hey, Jeff, I want to join you on the show or send me a note on any of the social media points. Mindset Radio on Instagram. Uh, I think it's like Mindset Radio Podcast on Facebook. Uh, You can find us there. Make sure you join in the Facebook group. Get into there so we can have a little bit deeper discussion. Uh, I'm doing my best here to manage life, roll out, building the Operation Mindset Foundation, uh, which, by the way, if you haven't gotten in and talked to your department and filled out a grant app uh, for us to come do some training for you, that's what it's there for, right? That we can bring this kind of conversation in a more formal uh, training structure uh, into your department, uh, funded by local businesses. Uh, private funding through some partnerships and a couple other things. That's why we created the foundation. It's the early conversation, the persistent conversation that needs to happen. So head over to mindset.org. That's op mindset.org. Check it out. See what we got. Uh, Fill out a grant app. We'll be in touch with you. We'll figure out how we can get out to you and run, you know, your people through a variety of the programs and then get you the support that you need in the long haul. So that's, uh, That's what this life is about these days. Uh, You, uh, me serving you. And so if there's anything else you need to hear, any questions, you know, you want us to go deeper in there, you want me to take on a certain thing, absolutely 100%, send me a note. Uh, We'll get on it. So that's your Thursday episode, about 30 minutes in. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And we will... Talk to you again on Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. Today's show was brought to you in part by the Primed Mind app. You know, I've gotten to know Elliot Rowe over some time now, and using his app has been a huge game changer for me. It brings together a perfect set of guided meditations that really keep you in the game, whether it's sleep, performance, workouts, resiliency, or making those critical transitions between home and work. The Prime Mind app is my go-to source for putting me in the mental and emotional condition necessary to deal with whatever comes my way. Check it out at mindsetradio.com backslash primed mind. That's P-R-I-M-E-D-M-I-N-D. Download it and check out what Elliot has to offer. Remember, this podcast is only available through your continued support through donations to the Operational Mindset Foundation at opmindset.org and through your engagement with our sponsors. So stop by MindsetRadio.com for all the show notes from today's episode and show some love to all of our sponsors by visiting Mindset.com backslash sponsors. As always, feel free to drop me a note with your thoughts about today's episode or join us on Facebook in the Mindset Radio Facebook group. You could follow us on Instagram at Mindset Radio or over at Twitter at Mindset underscore radio. That's Mindset underscore radio over on Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I'm looking forward to next time. Until then, stay safe and stay operational, my friends.